Good morning, listeners. <laughs> Good morning to you, because as soon as I finish this podcast, I am going to bed. <laughs> I was up all night talking with my brother, all night long. But it's all good because I just had to keep him straight on a few things. Because as we know, everything comes from God. First, let's start. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and this is a daily podcast. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with your healing power. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins. And rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand You know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. And dear God, (laughs) regarding my brother, I have tried (laughs) my best. So we know that everything, absolutely everything comes from the Lord above, everything. So anyway, my brother uh, needed an investor for a side uh, business that he's involved in. 
And, uh, you know, so that was great. And I told him, I said, you know, pray upon it and, uh, you know, and let God do his thing. Well, lo and behold, uh, I ran into an investor that is specifically interested in the business that my brother is involved in. And here I am in California. And again, God, whose hand is in everything, okay? He put this investor in my path and I was able to turn him on to my brother. And sure enough, he came through. So my brother, of course, is over the moon, thanking me, praising me. Oh my God. And I kept saying, no, Rod, it's not me. It was God. And getting him to recognize and accept that. So our God is good. And all the way from California, He blessed my brother with the right investor that he needed. So, thank you, Lord. (laughs) All is good. Thank you. Thank you. In Touch Magazine, it says, Can you think of a pivotal moment that led you to your relationship with Jesus? Hmm. Most of us can name a special person or set of circumstances that helped us get to know him. Or perhaps you're reading this out of curiosity and don't know him at all. Regardless of what state your relationship with God is in, the fact remains that he loves you and will never give up on you. Paul writes, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And John explains that the Lord doesn't just love us, but he himself is love. In other words, God doesn't have to try to love or talk himself into loving us. It's simply who he is. So no matter what we do, even if it involves deliberate sin against him or drifting away in apathy, God won't ever cease to be merciful and loving to us. He'll never stop showing up, never stop leaning in, and never stop inviting us to the abundant life that can be found only in him. A life of peace, a life of freedom, a life of joy. That's what we want, listeners, and I'm raising my hand. That's what we want. So whatever you were and are, God has great plans for what you will be. And he's here for you. So take a moment to imagine God's open hand reaching out to you. And make this a pivotal moment in your relationship with him. Amen. Beautiful words. Be right back. I'm so sleepy.
Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, and with all manner of prayer and entreaty. This is from Trusting God Day by Day. Listeners, talking with God about everything gives us a sense of belonging, of being cared for by someone who is definitely on our side and who is powerful. One of the phrases I like to use when teaching about prayer or talking about prayer is pray your way through the day. This is certainly good advice to follow if we want to enjoy our lives each day. We need to remember we can pray anytime, anywhere. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, be unceasing in prayer. In other words, we need to keep the lines of communication with God open. We need to stay in constant fellowship with him through prayer all day, every day. There will be times when we need to be very diligent, focused, and set apart as we pray. We do not have to wait until we're in church or some other designated place, or until we have a specific amount of time before we pray. The best way to pray is with unceasing prayer and live as though God is constantly paying attention to us because he is. We can pray quick, simple, effective prayers aloud or silently. We can say silently while sitting in a business meeting, God, help me make a good decision here. Give me your wisdom to speak wisely and be a blessing to my company. We can whisper a prayer as we drop off our children at school. God, protect them today. Help them learn everything they need to know. Give them favor with their teachers and their friends. We can also pray prayers of praise and thanksgiving as we go about our daily lives saying things like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me through this day. Or, I worship you, God, for your goodness this afternoon. These types of prayers only take a few seconds, but they keep us focused on God. Listeners, be aware of his presence and in continual communication with him. I love it. Pray your way through the day. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says, There is no distinction, neither Jew nor Greek. There is no slave nor free. There is not male and female. For you all are one in Christ Jesus. Who are you? Would your first inclination be to list the things that you do and the roles that you play in life? Would you say, I'm a flight attendant, I'm a brain surgeon, I'm a banker, 
I'm a minister. I'm a wife. I'm a father. I'm a mother. Or I'm a high school student, a college student. These answers would describe what you do, but none of them, not one of them, tells us who you are. As a believer, one of the most important realities for you to understand is who you are in Christ, your identity in him. When we first hear the phrase, who you are in Christ, you're not going to know what it means. But understanding these powerful words is vitally important. When people receive Jesus Christ by faith as their personal Savior, God sees them as made right with him and as being in Jesus. Being in Christ provides you with certain rights and privileges the rights and privileges that belong to the children of God. If the daughter of the Queen of England visited the United States, I doubt anyone would ask her for a list of what she could do. She would immediately access the favor that she gets because of who she is. If this dynamic works with a human being, just imagine how much more valuable it is to be a child of God. If a princess did not know who she was, she would use, excuse me, she would not use her identity to her advantage. And the same principle applies to anyone who does not know who they are in Christ. The difference between who we are in Christ and what we do is huge. We are so much more than our job titles, so much more than our accomplishments or our failures even. Our identity comes from Jesus. In and of ourselves, we are nothing. We have nothing and we can do nothing of eternal value. But in Christ, we can be, do, and have everything that God promises us in his word. So trust in him. Trust the truth in God's word to know who you are in Christ. And the next time someone asks you who you are, you're gonna answer. I am a child of God. I am in Christ. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We've got more prayers, more talking to God, more relationship building. Stay right there. And God's strength day by day says, walk with God habitually. 
The name Enoch may not be as familiar to you as the names of other great men and women of God that are mentioned in the Old Testament, such as Abraham, Moses, Joseph, Deborah, and Esther. But Enoch had something in common with everyone who ever accomplished great things for God. He had developed the habit of fellowship with God. And he notes that in reverent fear and obedience, he walked with God. At the end of Enoch's life, he did not die a natural death. God transferred him directly to heaven in a supernatural way. This man developed such an intimate relationship with God that this world could no longer hold him. I can't overemphasize the importance of living in habitual fellowship or relationship with God, spending time in his presence every day. No matter what is on your calendar or your to-do list today, nothing is more important than your personal time with God. And if you make it a habit of fellowshipping with him, as Enoch did, you will be amazed at how wonderful your life will be and how much you will enjoy it. I love it. Music to my ears. Pray with me. Father, I love your presence. Help me walk in habitual fellowship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love that. Habitual fellowship. That's the name of today's podcast. And an antidote from A Spectacle of Glory. It says it's very difficult to move forward when you're locked up in physical or emotional pain. In such moments, it's a comfort to remember that the love of Jesus toward you and me can never be exhausted. He gives and gives and gives. Look at a typical day in his life. After a hot, dusty afternoon of preaching to the crowds, Jesus learns of the devastating news about the beheading of his friend and cousin John the Baptist. But rather than taking time to grieve, Jesus attends to the needs at hand, which was feeding 5,000 people. Then he later rescued his disciples when a storm blindsided their boat. On the other side of the lake, he took on more crowds and nonstop ministry with no sleep. And so it is today, listeners that Jesus' love for you is endless. His concern never falters. He never tires of your journey. Jesus, your inexhaustible friend, can carry your load today and always. Let him carry your load. Pray with me. Such a friend. Praise you, Jesus, for your strong arm around my shoulders through the demands of my day and the occasional sleepless nights. Thank you 
that even though I come to the end of my rope, your rope has no end or limit. I find rest, sweet rest in you today. Amen. Amen. It's time for God to whisper in our ear. He's always ready. (laughs) We just have to be. Here we go. There is no gift that I have given you other than salvation that is greater than my peace. You will never fully understand the power of my peace. When you find your life consumed with fear and despair, it is my peace that will lead you beside the still waters. You want to know me. You want to hear from me. And I desire to show myself strong on your behalf. But I need you to be obedient in all that I ask you to do. And I ask you to choose peace. In a fallen world, following a path of righteousness will cause you to continually face resistance. But because I am with you, there is no need to fear. I have given you my peace, but you must choose me and my ways. Know that the enemy is out to destroy your faith and steal your peace. I have put before you life and death, and I tell you to choose life. I put before you strife and peace, and I tell you to choose peace. My will and my ways. In order to walk with me, you must choose to walk in my ways. I give you the choice to walk your way or mine. Rest assured, my ways are always best. Obedience to me brings about a greater reward than you can ever imagine. With all the decisions you must make on any given day, the greatest decision is whether you will walk in my will or live out on your own. That one decision will determine whether or not you have peace. Listen to me and obey my word so that all may go well with you. Choose peace. Wow. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And from Pray More, these are such good books. I'm just so supported by God in everything I do. Luke chapter 1 verse 46. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, 
for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. Studies have shown that keeping a gratitude journal reduces your stress. And that's because people who count their blessings are more focused on how good things are. Those counteracts naturally counteract stress, making blessing counters more resilient and more able to face whatever comes their way. I like that, a blessing counter. (laughs) When was the last time that you thanked God? I mean, really thanked him. And listeners, what did you thank him for? How can you make counting your blessings part of your regular routine? Consider listing five things that you're grateful for before you go to bed each night. That's right. Can you believe God would give us five things minimum to be thankful for? I love it. And doing so will not only make you a more optimistic, content, and joyful person, but it will help you sleep better. Lord of my life, my heart rejoices in you as my lips thank you. And I thank you for dot, dot, dot. Tonight, listeners, before you go to bed, count five blessings that you receive today. You came to pray with me. It said, let's get these blessings started so you know they're coming. So tonight, just count five blessings. And like I said, I'm getting ready to go to bed now because I was up all night and I got it before I closed my eyes this morning. I am going to count five blessings. And fortunately, they're on the tip of my tongue. And you, my listeners, are one of them. Come back tomorrow and we'll pray some more. Bye for now.